and welcome back to The Hope Hustler. I am The Hope Hustler, Nicole Ingleton. How are you today? I hope that you are having a great day. And if you're not, I hope at the end of this podcast that I have given you a little piece of hope that you can take with you for the remainder of your day or your week, even maybe even hopefully the month. So if you're back today for episode one, then you listened to the introduction and thought, hey, I'm going to give it a shot. Or I told you to listen to it today because I want people to listen. So again, welcome back. So today what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell a story about the first time that I realized that my mom was different. And I use the word different because I was only about five years old at the time when I realized something was different. Um, So here we go. Here's the story. So it was a summer afternoon in about 1985, 86, depending on the year. I don't know. Maybe it was a great year. Um, so it was about 1985, 1986. I was probably about five and a half, almost six at the time. And I had a younger sister who was probably about maybe four. Um, so I remember my grandmother picking us up in her red pickup truck and driving us to her house. Uh, It was just my sister and I, uh, and she dropped us off and she put us in her room in her house and she said, don't leave this room. I don't want you to leave this room. No matter what you hear, you don't leave this room. And again, I'm I'm a kid. So I, you know, I listened to my grandmother. I don't want to get in trouble. So she says, just play with your sister and watch TV. And she turned on the TV. So I stay in my grandmother's room and I watch TV. And about, maybe about 15, 20 minutes, my grandmother leaves. I hear the garage door open and she leaves. Yes, she left us in the house by ourselves. And all of a sudden I hear what sounds like my mom's voice. So me being inquisitive and wanting to know what was going on and also thinking, hey, my mom's here so I can leave the room. Forgetting what my grandmother said, I walk down the stairs to the family room and as I turn the corner to head into the family room I walk I see my mom kind of walk back real fast she's walking back and forth she's pacing back and forth and as I'm standing in the hallway she's talking to herself or talking to someone it looks like from my vantage point so I walk into the family room and I go hey mommy and she kind of just stares at me she doesn't say anything she's just looking and her lips are moving and I'm like it's me it's Nicole I'm telling her my name and she's just looking at me and I thought hmm that's interesting and I walk into the family room and all of a sudden she runs past me out the out the garage out the door to the garage and through the garage door and onto the street and of course being five I start chasing after her I start chasing after her and then I realize I'd left my sister in the house. I turn around, I run back to my grandmother's house, I grab my sister who doesn't have her shoes on and I'm helping her put her shoes on and I'm telling her, hurry up, hurry up, mommy's running away, we have to help her, we have to chase her. Um, And I'm five years old. So I grab my sister who only has one shoe on at the time and it's summertime, it's hot. And I'm going, I'm actually yelling at my little sister, put your shoe on, let's go, we gotta get mommy, she's running away. And I grab my little sister and we 
run after my, my mom. We run down the street. We turn, we make a right, and we run up to the street, and we get to a street that cars are coming back and forth. And as I'm coming to the corner with my sister holding her hand and I'm running down the street after my mom, after our mom, and I look at her and I notice that she's trying to figure out how to cross the street because cars are coming. And I stop and I turn around and I look at my little sister who is crying hysterically because one, she only has one shoe on and it's hot. And I've been yelling at her for probably about the past five minutes. To hurry up um, and I then decided that I'm gonna help her put her shoe on so I helped my sister put her shoe on but I don't know how to tie shoes um, so I don't have to tie the laces so I'm kind of like just walk without the laces so we catch up to my mom to our mom and she's still trying to figure out how to cross the street she's stepping off the curb car comes by she steps back onto the curb and then she's just, but her mouth is still moving, and but she's not really, there's no one else there. So I look at her, and I grab her hand, and I say, I can help you. And she looks at me, she doesn't say a word, and I said, give me your hand, we'll cross the street together. And I take her hand, she takes my hand. I grabbed my sister's and I said to her, we have to go back and get my sister, get my sister. So she looks and she sees my sister on the corner and we walk back together. She's still not talking, not saying anything to me per se. So we walk back and I'm holding her hand and then I take my sister's hand who's still crying and hot and upset and has no idea what's going on. I take both of their hands, I'm in the middle, and I look at my mom and I say, we have to look both ways before we can cross the street, because that's what she told me, that we have to look both ways, and I can't cross the street until I look both ways and there's no cars coming. So I look both ways, and my mom is looking straight ahead, she's not looking at anything that I can see, and then... We look both ways and I look at my sister and I go, we're going to cross the street now. And I said, see, mommy, we just have to look both ways. And as we get to the other side of the street, she lets go of my hand and she walks in front of us, but she never walks far enough away from us where I still can't see her. And then as we get to the corner of the street, I said to her, we have to turn down this street because that's where our great-grandmother lives and I remember that because I remember my dad and my grandmother telling me at the as far as I can remember I knew my phone number I knew my address and I knew how to get to my great-grandmother's house from pretty much anywhere in my town so as we rounded up the street to my great-grandmother's house my sister bolted into the house when my great-grandmother was sitting on the porch and she was looking like what's happening and she knew what was going on I didn't know and by that time my grandmother from wherever she had come from arrived in her red pickup truck I can still remember this pickup truck and she my mom got in the car and I said to my great-grandmother what's wrong with mommy and she said oh baby she's just sick 
and she said, come on, I'll get you some ice cream. And we went in the house and I had some ice cream and my sister got to watch her TV show. So that is the first memory that I have of what was told to me as sick. That was my first introduction to my mom being sick, quote unquote. And I never really thought about that up until I decided that I needed to kind of tell my story. I never really thought about, you know, as a kid, what sick was. I never realized that her sickness was bigger than what I had been told as a kid. And I get that everyone in my family, my dad, my grandmother, and my aunts protected me and my sister from what they thought was something that was really scary or too big for me because I was only a kid. Um, so as I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go with this episode, I'm just kind of giving you an introduction of to what I want to kind of talk about and where I want to go with this podcast. I had this thought of what would my five-year-old self tell my 30-something-year-old self? Uh, and I think my five-year-old self would say, just keep holding her hand and keep looking both ways and making sure that I never lose sight of who she is and that's my mom and never let her disease or her illness change that for me. So that's what my five-year-old self would tell to my 30-something-year-old self. What would my 30-something-year-old self tell to my five-year-old self? I think my what I would say to my five-year-old self is this. Never lose sight of yourself in this either. Self-care is extremely important when, when you are helping someone with a disease that is so challenging for the person who is living it and also for the person who's helping them through it and walking with that person making sure that you don't lose sight of yourself so that's what my 30 something year old self would say to my five-year-old self just remember you matter too so that's what i wanted to kind of talk about in this episode and as the podcast grows and progresses and matures because this is only my first episode my introduction literally took me three hours to figure out how to work the equipment and how to <laughs> be comfortable with my voice so the next episode probably going to talk i'm going to do another story time and let you guys know when i remember what i remember the most about my mom because I want to make sure that I'm giving you a little bits of hope in everything, in every story that I tell. I also want to make sure that there, you know, we have some guests and some experts on hope, resilience, and just self-care is really important. So I want to talk about a variety of topics on mental health and also on uh, making sure that you're taking care of yourself. So 
Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next time.